So I want to discuss Big Marbella. How did you come up with the name Big Marbella? I know, but tell the people. Because this this was... But it actually isn't that good of a story, really, is it? But it just kind of happened. <laughs> I think where, where how you, did you name I, it? I think where you were going with that is to get yourself a big up and uh, some credit. So basically, I'll be very short and sweet because I'd want some airtime. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the podcast chat. And we have, you are the joint most recurring guest now with Vanessa Brown, Stephen Jobson, and my very special guest, Henry Berry. Welcome back to the podcast. Some pretty big names to be coming back to, so quite privileged to be in, in amongst that group. So to the guys on the returning on the podcast, very happy to be in that group. Yeah. Good to be back. And I think... Your video is probably one of the most viewed videos as well, to be fair. Yeah. I think it's at least top three, if not the second one. Okay. People do, I've said to you before, people actually do refer to your episode to me quite often. I Thanks, think, guys. Love. Yeah, I think people are interested in the Marbella thing and, and that kind of stuff, uh, which is cool. Because when did we do our podcast? It's got to be. I mean, we're, we now, we're in October. Must have been July or August. Oh, no. Last year. I know. Or was it, it June? Oh, my God. Right. So there's building site. So I'm actually building my, my Sea View Villa behind me, guys. So it was May sorry time. for that. It was May time, I remember. Oh, it was pre-summer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just starting. Yeah, yeah. So lots changed since then, hasn't it? So Henry, quite kindly, has given me a big pointer on how to improve the podcast on recurring guests. So instead of me getting to ask them three facts about themselves, I'll just jump it into it. It's three things that have changed since the last podcast. Scared. I did recommend that to you and I'm under pressure. So I've only, I've only <laughs> I got two. <laughs> I, was like, I thought I had three, like being all bold. Like, yeah, mate, you should just ask three things have changed. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I've only got two. <laughs> she said that so I might, be, blag- I might be blagging one of them, guys. Guess which one is a blag and which two are true. Add in the comments. <laughs> right, Don't go- DM me. I'm very busy. <laughs> right, go for it then. What's um, the first one? <laughs> so I think the the top one, which has been pretty massive recently, is I've gone from being in a working with business partners to now moving on and having my own company completely. So that's been a pretty big and positive change. And the reason why I say big is that's the name of the company. So Big Marbella. Yeah. Real estate is where I'm at now, where you guys can find me. And... I think the biggest change with that is, is them being completely responsible, being the sole decision maker. And it just makes it so much more personal. So it's been a massive change, but very exciting in that process as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I won't ask too much about that now because I'll talk about the other two if you yeah. got them. And then because that's probably going to be the main topic of the conversation. All right. Have you got another one? <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's pretty solid. I don't know if they can see. This is a bit of a get out of jail card. Whilst yeah. I make up the third. But I've got a new tattoo for anybody who cares. So yeah. I don't know how close do I need to go to this. Yeah, go close so you can block out the sun. Close. Yeah. So if you can see, guys, but it's two poor prints of my family dog. Sadly, she passed away, but she was 17. So she had a good innings. And yeah, as my, my auntie and my cousin visited me a while back and they both wanted to get tattoos. So I've got a really good friend of mine. His boyfriend is a tattoo artist here who's also done my other one. If you need a tattoo in Marbella, we'll put him in the link, do a shout out later. Yeah. 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 
just all business referrals here, aren't I? <laughs> so yeah, yeah they, they, were, they were getting tattoos for the day. I didn't plan to get one. And then as you do, I got massive FOMO. So I always said that I'd love to get my dog's paws on me, kind of like Ed Sheeran or the emoji, the paw emoji on WhatsApp. So yeah. that was the inspiration. Oh, so that's, that's cool. number two. Yeah, Trico is a legend. I remember when he got her as well. Man, I know, because we've had time, mate. It's yeah, like 20, she was so cool. 22 like, years, 23 years. A long time. Said last time. Yeah, I think it's like four, was known each other. four-ish, was yeah, it? Yeah, So, yeah, 23-ish years, something yeah. like that. But yeah, mental. But I think it's cool. Like, I personally don't have any tattoos. I don't know. I, I, can, I just don't think I'm not bothered about them personally. It's not that cool, mate. Literally, that is the reason. I was gonna say, don't, don't, don't like, don't give, <laughs> a, make don't, don't give like a big, big, deep, meaningful reason. It's just not cool. Not cool. <laughs> Literally, that is the reason. <laughs> but I can appreciate good tattoos. Thank you, mate. Right. Appreciate you. <laughs> the, the third one. Have you got one? No. Okay. But it will will come to me. Yeah. Well, basically. Actually, hang on. I'm there. So from last time, we chatted on chats mm -hmm. i don't know if you can see with the sun behind guys but there's a there is a bit of construction behind us you can see the white apartments yeah probably can't see half the painted. Sun, probably can't uh, see maybe it. at the end anyway we'll do a little zoominator but change that's actually a future apartment coming along and it wasn't like that last time so now it is so that's my third change oh, to sneak it in there that's good that's good so i think the main topic of this podcast that I want to talk about and I think you want to talk about is the the new business isn't it really and what's kind of changed since we first spoke because you were working for the company that you came over to work with weren't you because I think you, nearly three years you've been here now which yeah. is absolutely mental just flying by to be honest so yeah a little little recap from last time because I know we covered it quite a bit but I'd moved over since you work for real estate agency here was with them for about 18 months or so, then decided to set up another company with business partners, which is great experience from that because it's almost as if it was a trial before now being completely by myself. Mm. And then, you know, I think that natural progression just came. And I think anyone who has their own business or is entrepreneurial in that way, you just know yourself, you get to a point where you feel, I'm doing so much for somebody else. I feel I can just do it by myself. Mm. Already take the steps to have the full yeah, accountability of having a business. And that just sort of transpired the last few months as it does. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's, it's an exciting time for you. Definitely an exciting time to be a friend, which is which is cool. But I think the other thing that we've spoke about yeah. uh, since I've been back here is about how you came over without never doing like real estate and property before, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And how you can be whatever you want to be and just to be able to take a risk and have that self-belief in and the confidence to be able to, to do something new, isn't it? Yeah. Because we were saying that a lot of people these days don't try stuff because they're too scared of being rubbish or, or, or whatever. Or, or what so, other people think yeah, a lot so, of the time. So, so maybe let's speak about that then. So when, when you did come over, what was kind of like the thought process there and, and what did you have a, like a plan or was it just kind of go with the flow and, and that kind of thing? I would love to say I came over with a well thought out plan and everything was as it was be. But to be honest, I think we touched on it last time that there was no plan. I was working on cruise ships previously and that all stopped with COVID. Had, I think, seven or eight months at home, 
you know, working nights at Amazon, working in the, the letting center Carlisle with my godfather, you know, just keeping busy with the expectancy that I would go back to ships. And then this opportunity to move over to Spain and, and get into real estate came up through a, a friend of mine um, who's living here, was also on cruise lines, and she'd just gotten into the industry as well with no real background. And that, that just kind of came up as... She was speaking to the, the bosses and they were looking to expand their team. It was a startup. So even for them, yes, they'd lived in Spain, but even the bosses hadn't really worked in real estate before. So it was a bit of a new venture for everybody. And for me, there was no plan. I literally mm. booked the last flight out of the UK when Boris was locking us down again. Legend. <laughs> and came over, booked an apartment to, to rent out for three months and thought if it goes good, great. If it doesn't, well... I've got nothing to lose. I'll be back in the same position that I would have been if I didn't go. And that for me, that's a big thing of just taking that risk and knowing, I think just for myself, and I always go to, it was a recent quote by Alex Hormozzi. I won't get the quote right. I won't even try, but it's, <laughs> it's similar to like you, you build yourself evidence and that's where your confidence comes from. So I think even though it was very much a risk, I didn't have much fear to come and do it because I've done a lot of things in the past where I've never had a plan. I've had no experience, but it's worked out. So I kind of lean on the the past of that. Okay, I've got evidence where I've went and done something and it's been okay. So why shouldn't future Henry be able to do the same again? So even though, yes, it's the fear and yes, it's the unknown, just because it's something different doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to adapt into it. So I think that's where my mindset personally comes of, you know, why not? You know, I think I touched on last time, I hate the idea of what if and missing opportunities. So why not just say yes and back yourself up that you can be successful with it? Hmm. You know, Because I think a lot of people don't have that self-confidence or that self-belief, do they really? Yeah. And I mean, I think it's always personal and, we were speaking about it a bit today, like so many people are stuck in like their nine to five jobs or whatever they're doing, hating every part of it, but the fear of quitting and walking away holds them to that job. And I always think, look, no, take no credit away. It's a very hard thing to do. And we've both done that on multiple occasions. And only now that we've done it, can we sit here and say, you can do it, but the actual first step to do it holds so many people back. Yeah. But I just think getting that confidence to do it is, you know, what is the worst possible thing that can happen? Someone says no to you. Okay, try somewhere else. If it doesn't work out for you doing this, well, at least you got out of somewhere that you don't enjoy doing mm. so that you can find something that you genuinely enjoy or you're excited to go up for. What the fuck is going on down there? getting louder. Knocking right. the wrong building down. Right, bear in mind, it's nearly seven o'clock in Spain, right? And this is siesta time. <laughs> I'll be just waking up now. But I think that's I think that's a very good point. And say when we spoke in May last year, obviously when you came over, you didn't know about real estate. Well, you, you were kind of into it, weren't you? But you yeah, weren't fully I mean, into it. In terms of any skill set to come over to a Spain where I didn't speak the language, I've never worked in selling real estate before. I know not didn't have the qualifications, certificates, or the the legal knowledge of anything. It's like going in blind. Mm. So no knowledge to it. Mm. Hadn't done it before. But I think again, like you lean back on your past experiences and with my work on the cruise ships, yes, it was fitness and interpersonal training, but it was a massive amount of selling. 
And that transfer of skills, I think, really helped me adapt. But again, it's like you said, the fear of the unknown. I've never done this before. And I'm jumping mm. into a country, an environment, a culture that I know nothing about to take that risk. Yeah. Because as well, say, because for people that don't know, like in real estate in Marbella, pretty much all of the agents are self-employed, aren't they? Yeah. So, so most people who work in real estate are technically like their own business owners, aren't they? But the, is it, they, they, how, how does it, how does it work? You, you're better to explain. Yeah. So, so it, it's a little bit different to kind of how employment works in the UK. So typically here to be an agent full time, you take your autonomy, which translates to being self-employed. So a lot of the time agencies, you don't get a work contract with them. So there's not necessarily that much stability they would tr- they would call it a collaboration. So I would sign a document that I'm Henry Berry, I'm self-employed, but I'm working with this agency. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted to get rid of me tomorrow, they could. There's no legal obligation there. Or if I wanted to walk away, I could. So m- most agencies, you sign your terms, you agree on your commission, you have your you know confidentiality when you're working with them that you represent them. But in terms of just being able to come across and, and, and work, you need that self-employed basis. So it's kind of that balance of you're working for yourself, but with... Yes, yeah, so you got that support network. But when speaking about risks and stuff, obviously you mentioned about setting up business with business partners. So when, when did you think that, say, working in collaboration with another company, you wanted to set up on your own and you wanted to kind of take that next step or... Like t- take a risk, you know what I mean? Because it could, it would, from what you told me, it was relatively comfortable, and you mm. were getting leads, you were getting sales, you had that support network and stuff like that. Yeah. But when did you kind of decide, or when did you kind of think that you wanted to take that leap or take the next step in your real estate journey? Should we say? Yeah, I think t- to be honest, because again, working with the business partners previously before taking this jump. The business was incredibly successful and we were, you know, collectively as a company and individually as agents and, and partners really benefiting from that. But I think it, it got to the point where we've grown very quickly. There's a lot of success there. And I just felt that the direction the company was going and also alongside my own goals, I think I just, the ambition started to burn more and I started to ask the question, okay, what's next for the company? What's next for me? And I think the answer for the company is they're going to keep growing and building, which I'd be happy to support. But actually for myself now, having worked for agencies before, having worked now as as a partnership, the next step for me was, well, be an owner myself. And I think the ambition to have something that I have complete control over, to guide the direction, to really build a brand that reflects my values as a person and also as an agent, that fire started to build up. And I think for me, it was just a case of, look, I've had an amazing time here. The company that we set up is and still is doing fantastic, but I just want to create my own brand and do it for me and, and help other people that are maybe in positions working for other companies come into my agency and, and grow themselves and become more successful. So I think a lot of companies on the coast, there's massive amounts of competition. I mean, you can see yourself being here. There's more agencies than there are bars, restaurants, and coffee shops, Mm -hmm. you know? But I think for me to give back some of my success and to train people and pass on that skill set so that they can then 
have the rewards that I've been able to do myself, that's a big fulfillment factor for me. Mm-hmm. So I think the the ambition to grow myself was sort of parallel with taking the next step and and taking the risk. Because again, there's no guarantee that I can repeat or could have repeated what was happening at the company and you've got people to support you. I think taking a jump and doing it completely by myself, fully self-funded, you know, that that was something I wanted to challenge myself with as well. Yeah. yeah. No, I think... I think it's good and like I relate to your position to where I was as well you know what I mean whereas whereas yeah. I say worked for events company at uni when I finished for a brief spell and then set up with business partner and and then obviously split and then set up on my own and, and that kind of thing and I always say to people and I say to you as well that I think it was invaluable for me to go into my first businesses with a partner or with few people yeah um because people who haven't started their own business won't understand but like when you're in it with someone else they can understand and they can relate to the situations you're in like nobody else you've got someone to bounce off yeah it's energy and like even if you try and explain it to i don't know your friends or your family members they don't truly understand because they're not actually like in it with you at the time so like for me when i was 22 or whatever it was like i don't have a fucking clue what was going on you know yeah so like having someone else to just be going through the struggles with or making the mistakes and not being so hard on yourself and that support network i think it's good so what was it like for you then do you think it was a good experience going in to your first proper business should we say proper business with partners and then learning making mistakes or that kind of thing or, or what did you kind of learn from that experience before you've taken the jump now yeah, massively. I think the the transition of starting a business with other people is it was it was a massive positive. I think because we all have our own personalities, our own skill set, and our own opinions. And okay, yeah, it, the opinions weren't always in alignment, but that then created, you know, it's important though. You don't always want to yeah, agree everything. Exactly. Yeah. To me, it creates an environment where we can all express ourselves, and you've got different ways of thinking you know sometimes you, you look at something and, okay it's a square other people know it's a circle but you don't see it the same as they do and they'll see things that you could never have seen but then you think oh, actually you know what i would have never even picked up on that that's great let's work on our ideas together and create you know the best solution or, or option for us so i think it, it was invaluable to be working with partners for that you know, in the terms of, you know, when, when you do close a deal, you have people around you who know exactly how hard you've worked within your team. You know, it's like no one sees the work you do behind, you know, the deal. Right? They see you on Instagram or, or okay, great, Henry sold another villa, must be good for him, great, whatever. But they don't see the intricacy and the the daily or hourly sometimes battles you have. So I think to to go into business with partners who all want to grow, who all are like-minded and who have different skill sets to contribute. That was invaluable for me to have that kind of backbone. You know, you don't feel like you're alone and you've got that support around you. So I think for, again, it's always case by case with each person, but if you have an opportunity to work with people before jumping on your own, I think it's a great stepping stone it's not always an opportunity everyone can take depending your field. But I think if, if you can have that partnership 
and someone to work alongside, it'll help you fast track to where you would maybe then take your own brand and career separately. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, it's 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 an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's you want a support network. Like I'm lucky now. I've got like Yoni and stuff, and he helps me a lot. And I've got like Zishan, and I've got a good team. You know what I mean? I've been very lucky to 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 build that. But I think it is, especially where I'm at. I like it being my own thing. But then yeah. it's like a thing together as well. Like I I always refer to man Yoni's like as our clients and stuff like that because because they are. But then so setting up the the new company then. What was what was that like? Because obviously going on your own, it's a bit more scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think there's it, it kind of when it manifests from the idea and the ambition to then the reality that okay, this is going to cost a bit of money. This is going to be you know four times the work and all the realities of it coming together. I think were quite stressful in a way, but also like super exciting. Like I said before, the the fear factor for me is. If it doesn't go well, I can always come back to where I was. The only loss of that that I may have is, okay, time and money. But I always look at it, you're never really losing time, even through a bad experience, if you choose to learn from it. So in that sense, all I'm going to lose is the investment I put into. But looking back at the evidence I've built up over the years of, of the success there, I know that I will always make that back to some degree. So mm. yes, it was there's a bit of fear, you know, a bit of butterflies in the stomach. But I think for me, the excitement was there because this is something that is completely a reflection of who I am, how I work, you know, the, the client base I've built up over the last three years of being here that can transition and, and refer to new people in the future. You know, it was just a, yeah, a really exciting process for me and something mm-hmm. that I'm, I'm very proud to be able to say, this is my company. This yeah. is my brands and this is what I'm building. And I'm introducing people to be part of, my team is something I take well, I'm very passionate about. Mm. So it's, yeah, I think just really exciting ultimately. Yeah. Now, the question I was going to ask was say, what does excite you about it? But I think you kind of answered the question in, in the answer, you know what yeah. I mean? Because that's the thing, butterflies, if, if you weren't getting butterflies or you weren't like- Something bit, wrong. Yeah. Or you like weren't a bit scared and stuff and it's, I don't know, that's what keeps you going, isn't it? Like yeah. the fire in your belly to- get up in the morning and get up to work. Yeah, exactly. There's nobody else getting out of bed now, is there? Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I think it, it, it immediately throws, and, and you'll know this from, from going from your partnership with the company to being by yourself, it immediately throws a huge amount of discipline onto you. And that's, I think that's something that you, you can't learn and you can't read about it, you can't prepare for until it's suddenly it's just you. Mm. and okay you might wake up in the morning you feel a bit shit you're a bit tired you didn't sleep the work still has to be done and i know yes if you're working in a, a job of nine to five or even if you have business partners yeah you still have to be responsible but i think that that moment when you know it is just you that has to get whatever's in front of you done like it kind of levels you up a little bit you know you sort of look at it through a different lens as an owner and everything you do then has a lot more purpose because it's for you it's by you you add that personal brand to it and it just it helps you elevate yourself as well so i think that that side of it is is massively exciting yeah. to build i think yeah discipline and consistency are two of the most important That's things for, for me personally yeah. isn't it and like you say 
discipline thing I bang on about all the time, but I wouldn't have stopped drinking if I wasn't doing it by myself or yeah. if I had my own business, you know what I mean? And I don't have anything against drinking. I say to everybody, all my mates drink and stuff, but it's just like, that's one thing for me that I just cut out because it helps me become more disciplined and, and motivated and that kind of thing. And yeah. And when, if you listen to this podcast, you probably think, oh, Adam and Henry, they've got the shit together, whatever. Like, I'm just working out as I go along and not every day's perfect as well. Like I was saying to you about this whoop band thing, yeah? There's little things that I do to try and get my sleep and my recovery better. It's but, so important. But you, you, you can't do it every day. It's impossible. Yeah. And somebody who does it seven days a week and all the little things, you think... You have no life at all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you can do it's it, good days, bad days. <laughs> yeah, and that's. What I mean, when you're saying about you still need to get up in the morning. There is days where, like, I'll lie in and I think, oh well, I'll have an extra hour or two in bed, or whatever, because I'm feeling a bit shit. But as long as you can maintain that consistency over time and still show up, like you say, most of the days, then you are going to improve, aren't you? Yeah, nobody's exactly. perfect. Like nobody is perfect, unfortunately. And I think that's the thing, and I'm pretty sure I touched it on the last podcast, so we we talk about it a lot, but. Like perfection isn't the goal. It's like it, it's never going to be perfect. Like we were going through for really good example recently, like going through my brand logos. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ads has done all the, the branding, everything for big, so that's why it looks so good. <laughs> Cheers for that. But I said I will be an absolute nightmare because I'm a visual person and I have to see, you know, the logos in different styles, different ways. And it's like it's never gonna be perfect, but you as long as you're looking at progression and looking at where you are, at least just get it done. Because if you focus so much on perfection, it's not going to be something that's achievable and it's going to be good days and bad days, you know? So as long as you show up and just get it done, then you're going to have that success. Mm. And I think a lot of what I've learned, especially this year is not looking at perfection, but also not being so hard on yourself when you have a bad day. It's yeah. like if you're on a diet and you, you go off the rails for, for a day, like it's fine. It's a day. As yeah. long as you, you sort yourself out and get back on track for the next week or if you have a you know, heavily social weekend, but you're back to the gym on Monday, you will be fine. If you go off the rails for a month, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's the same with business and I think any way that you're chasing success. If you focus on the day-to-day -day habits and the discipline that you can instill in your routine, and just work at it bit by bit, get all the small habits, like you're saying there, together, then you're going to be a lot better than where you are today just by focusing on the small things. Yeah. It's like a snowball. Oh, 100%. And what do you reckon this the... fly is loving my aftershave, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> We're having a nightmare regarding uh, this project, <laughs> what was What do you reckon the expectation versus reality then of setting up on your own is then? Because did you think, I don't know, People think it's easy. I know you wouldn't have thought it was easy, but was it what you expected? Was it harder? Was it easier? Did you have to do more things? Did you have to jump, jump through some hoops? Because I know a lot of people will think, bloody hell, setting up a business abroad as well. Yeah. It's like a, a topic that people would be interested in finding out what it was actually like. Yeah, of course. I think you can kind of look at it in, in two ways. And I think the thought of setting up a business is always massive on your mind in terms of like, wow, that's such a big thing. But I think for me in the way that I look at it and maybe advise to people who may be thinking of it, yeah, if you've, you've got a skill set or an excitement about something, like that's where that's where the core of the business comes from. It's not the, the details around it, getting a company, doing the logos, but it's your idea that you're passionate about is I think what makes the business very doable. So for me, I think the expectation versus reality, 
because I transitioned from an agency then to working with partners and then to where I am now, I think for me, it was a really smooth transition. I think the reality of things took a lot longer than what I'd expected and planned for just in terms of getting set up and getting back into the market because things just naturally, you know, slow down, things are available, you have to push dates back. So I think that would be something I'd be cautious of is just, you know, be disciplined with the time and expect it to not necessarily happen overnight. You know, simple things may take more time than what you expect, but the end result is going to be that you've got something that you can completely reflect on and that is yours. So Mm -hmm. it's worth the time. It's worth a bit of struggle. And, you know, as a business owner, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm. It doesn't matter what background you have or what funds you put into it or whatever your position. It's something that you're starting new and to be patient with the build-up. But if you are if you put your time, energy, money and your passion into it, it's going to be successful. Yeah, But it doesn't happen overnight. No, I think a lot of business owners are impatient, aren't they? And everyone wants things now. But I think when you think more long-term... Well, we even speak. We speak a lot about stuff, but like when you think more long term, it's just it's different, isn't it? Like rather than thinking, "Oh, I need to do this today, and I need to get this money, and now I need to sign this client," it's more like if you just build the relationship and you think, "Oh, I'm going to be doing this for a very long time." Exactly. You think for the okay, where do I want my business to go? Like every, especially in real estate, and I can relate to this. Everybody sees the the big deals or the mega villas or the you know the the top guys and think oh yeah I'm just going to start an agency and it'll just happen for me and you know some are blessed you might have a, a good client base from the background and continuous investors or hey, if you start in scratch the consistency of showing up regularly and getting your personality across is what will put you in a massive I think rocket to success better than anything. You know, if you look on social media from any agency that work in Marbella or even around the world, it makes it look like it's so easy. And everybody, especially from social media now, want overnight success. Like they want, All right, I want it to be done now. I want to be closing deals this week, which is great to strive for. But I think if you can manage your expectation and just be consistent with how you grow the business, making sure it keeps your personality and your core values, that is what brings clients in from all all different budgets different places in the world and time and time again i'll have old clients who refer friends or family or pe- even people they meet actually this last week i had a meeting with a couple who got referred to me from a client who bought almost three years ago and he was on holiday in greece at a bar got started talking to these guys oh, i just came from spain i've got a development there they're like oh my god we've wanted to buy in spain forever passed them on and they purchased last week so, so cool. it's just pure word of mouth, but that came through. And I think for me is how I keep my business consistent with my personality and my goals. So the clients almost feel like an extension of the business, like my clients are proud to be part of my brand. And that's something that's really important for me to keep to the core of it. So I think if you have that consistency and keep putting your personality into whatever you're doing, that's when it builds for years and years, opposed to, I'm going to be a success overnight because it doesn't happen. Yeah, word of mouth referrals are so powerful. Uh, like I know I do social media for my job, but word of mouth is the best form of marketing, yeah. 100%. It's just so fulfilling, you yeah. know, because you, you didn't ask them to do that. 
Mm. You didn't put any pressure on the clients. Says, oh, please send me people. It's just they value you. That you've done a great job, whatever you've you've done for them, and they're telling other people, like this is the guy. You, yeah. If you think of buying a house in Spain, speak to Henry. If you think of social media, speak to Adam. And yeah. that's when you get that referral and that phone call. I mess. Oh, I just spoke to to Greg and he referred yeah. me. It's you like that trust okay, already, haven't you? yeah, you've got the trust. It's like wow, okay, like that's massive fulfillment for me that I've been recommended from the tens of thousands of agencies here so yeah it's key yeah no so you've obviously worked with the company you've had a partnership and now you're on your own what are you doing differently now you're on your own because obviously you i'd imagine you've taken things that you like and things that you don't like from both of the two previous things and when you work back in the uk and COVID and stuff yeah yeah so what what kind of stuff are you doing different or are you hoping to strive towards to do different to give your clients a better service and get them better deals and all that kind of stuff yeah i think for me in terms of what i've picked up from the other environments i've worked in that i really like compared to aspects that i would change i think the biggest thing that i'm doing now and it sounds really simple as you know, all business owners are probably well is not obvious but my attention to detail to building the relationship with the client is now even more focused to the point where when I'm bringing new people into the team and training them, yes, of course, it's about the product and the property and knowing the areas and just doing a good job, but that's what I'm employing you for. What I'm trying to get across now in particular is really what our brand is and how that transitions to the client so that they feel part of our growth as we're coming through as well. And I think for me, that's my biggest focus on keeping that longevity of client and no client is an old client. It's just a client we may have worked with a few months ago or a few years ago, but how can we keep them in our community? And I think coming from the fitness industry and transitioning into real estate, you know, if you look at fitness and like, you know, your group fitness classes or your CrossFit, they have a massive community at the core of them. So I kind of want to take that feeling and concept with how I want to run the business now to have that community within my team, but also extend that to my clients mm-hmm. and even look at the potential of connecting my current clients together just as of working with us and how they can then benefit from adding a new relationship, friendship, almost like a networking circle, yeah. but built through us as the core of the community so that we can then grow within that if that makes sense that makes perfect sense yeah i think company culture is so important especially in like everything in in 2023 and the modern day isn't it because i'm not sure but this is just my opinion but i think like the hustle culture kind of like grind 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 maybe coming to a bit of an end for some people i don't know this is my opinion now i know i'm kind of out of the bubble i'm in my own little bubble um but it's more like work-life balance and like for me it's communication and yeah. like honesty and, and and that that kind of thing really with my clients anyway i know i'm not probably the best person to give this uh, example but what i find is people just respect like your honesty isn't it mm-hmm. like if you're honest with them and say oh we can't do this and we can't do that or it might take a bit longer or, or that kind of thing they respect that and if you're just an actual human being to them as well not just like a robot and just going through the processes or saying, all right, you've got 20 minutes of my time or you've got a certain amount of time and then I'm, I'm off. Yeah. If you just actually pe- treat people like a human being, then people will respect that and you will have better relationships and that kind of thing. I don't know. That's kind of like the, the culture aspect of just 
being sound, a sound person. I don't know. No, I completely agree with that. I think that that relatability, and again, it sounds so simple. People would listen and be like, well, that's easy and wouldn't you do that anyway? But just focusing on those simple touches of being relatable to your client, being engaged with your client and treating them okay. They're, like you said, just simply being human, being a good person, being honest through business sounds so simple that that should be the minimum expectation anyway. But especially, and I think this is what I'm very conscious of from previous work environments. What is at the top or like through the owners, directors or whatever's at the top trickles down to the team. So it doesn't matter how good of a community the team may have, if there's problems at the top, that always comes through the heart of the business. It's just like a pyramid, like whatever's that, it really affects everything down. So I think what I'm really conscious now with, with my drive towards creating that community and culture is how do I continue to grow whilst keeping that core value? And I don't want anything to rock that, you know, whether we expand in size with the company, no matter how much success is there, that's the focus on keeping it really client focused, keeping that relationship, keeping that rapport and never growing too big so that that quality of service and communication drops off. So I think for me, having been you know, in these different environments, you learn what to do and also more importantly, what not what not to do. Yeah. And what kind of like environments you want to be a part of as well, isn't it? And like, yeah. oh yeah, I like how they reacted in that situation or I don't quite like the way they responded when that person said that thing. So yeah. just like taking little bits, isn't it? And thinking what's going to be the best way to apply it in my own scenario and what I think as well is people want to be part of other people's journeys and like if you're forward thinking and you're on the up and on the rise like people will want to be part of that as well jump on the bandwagon yeah exactly and a simple example I think it's quite relatable is like me following people on YouTube right I've subscribed to people that I watch for like 10, 12 years. Yeah. Like Max Tunin, whatever. Yeah. He's definitely never going to listen to this for a big shout Rob out. <laughs> yeah. But ex- another example. Yeah, Rob Lipset, he lives in my bay. Like I subscribed to them for years and you've seen them like in the fucking mum dad's kitchen or in like the uni houses and stuff. And now yeah, you see them now. protein shakes and raw eggs. <laughs> yeah. And now you see them now with successful businesses living in Marbella or multi-million pound companies and stuff. And like, you just want to be a part of that. Not that like, you even really know them, but just being part of that journey and thinking, oh yeah, they're sound. And l- like we were saying, when you speak to clients and stuff, just asking like what they got up to at the weekend or what they're doing for the rest of the week and stuff. It's just simple things like that. And even if like they ask me, everyone's favorite topic of conversation is themselves. Like, always. Always. If you ask me about Everton, maybe I won't talk to you, but I love talking about them. You know, Best I mean? team in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like little things like that and actually caring, not just asking because you feel like you have to ask. Yeah. It's not just, I'm ask, I'm, I'm trying to get to know you because it's, I think it's a good thing. It's like, no, you genuinely want to. Yeah. You know, and that thing, I don't know if it was from a podcast or just something that came in, across my mind the other day but I think the way that I would look at how I like to do business is that it's not your goal to be friends with every client because ultimately it's a professional position and you're offering a service for one of their needs to put it simply that's what business is but I kind of work as if the goal is that every client should want to be my friend exactly yeah I think that's a good way to put it definitely because the service is what it is and, and that builds a relationship. But then I think especially for for me and what I'm building with the culture is 
if you've done such a good enough job professionally that they want to be your friend from that, that doesn't change the professional relationship or they see you any more or any less, but it means that you've connected. It means that they've got enough in common with you or enough you know, energy to want to be around you more in a social environment, introduce, you know, them to the rest of the family who are going to come and use the apartment they just bought or whatever it is. But if you think of whatever job you're doing or however it is, if your goal can be do my job so well that they want to be my friend, doesn't necessarily mean you are, but you leave that impression that, you know, yeah, I really want to spend time with this guy. Yeah. Or I, this, I want to tell everybody I know about this guy or, or girl. <laughs> Before we get pulled up on there in the comments. Or tree. Or, yeah, won't go down that route. But I want this per I want to tell people about this person. And that that should that should be the goal to know that you've done a really good job, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's just like if you like I said again, if you're a sound person, then people will respect that. And like say when I've clients that have left, believe it or not, clients do leave, they don't stay with me forever. And you're still on talking terms with them. And you still message them and stuff and you just think all right, yeah. Like you, but you sell people houses. You want to speak to them for three years and they'll ring you up and be like, oh, Henry. How's it not, Yeah, I've not heard from you from too long. Are you okay? And it's like, they're, they're, they're checking on me how I don't care about the business so much, but we've not spoken just because we're busy and everyone has their lives and you know you have to move on with who's in front of you. But it's like, no, they're calling to see how you are. Mm. And that that's a sign to me from all my success and relationships I've built that you've done a hell of a job and you've left such an impression on them that you're now to some degree, no matter how small it is, part of their, part of their life. Mm. You know, and I think that's, that's something for me, again, we're talking about you know, sort of values and goals and, and what the ambition is with the business. That's the after effect I want to have on every single client where we can influence that we're a little bit of them now. You know? Yeah. No, that's cool. So, coming to the end of 2023 now so what what do you reckon the plans are for 2024 what what are the ambitions have you got a plan or are you just kind of winging it going with the flow or no i think uh, what, what, what's in the pipeline that you wanted to share yeah i think in terms of i, I love going with the flow and you know me very well i'm very spontaneous in that sense and, and like to just get hands-on see what happens and, and and adapt from there but i think now that we've we've got a good platform and a, and a really good structure I think I just ask myself and also the team, the question is, what can I do more? What can I do better? And if you're 1% better every day, different areas and aspects of the business will just keep building. And that's where we spoke about before, the consistency of showing up. I think the plan for the future now is to be able to grow the team gradually and along with the business itself so we can get the right people in to, that have my ambition and drive to to a take on the company's values. I think the goals for, for 2024 are just going to be how big can we get this? You know, how big is Big My Bear going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it, and this is one of the reasons why I got into the business in the first place. There's, there's no roof to the ceiling. You know, you get back what you put in. And I think having taken my experience from the other companies and everything this last couple of years and putting it into one direction that I'm very passionate about, is I don't know where we're going to be in 2024, but where can we get to? Yeah. Where do you reckon you get your mindset from? I'm, I've, I'm always intrigued because you're a very positive person. A lot more positive than me all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah a bit. <laughs> negative life. <laughs> negative Nancy. <laughs> to be honest, I, I think... Like, when, when you say there, like the 1% thing, like I, I sometimes think about the 1% thing, like with my sleep and that. Yeah. But you are very 
good at doing little things that help you. Like yeah. even in the gym earlier, Henry just warm ups. I don't do warm ups. <laughs> and like getting old now, mate. I've got to do warm ups. <laughs> and like your your reiki thing and your yoga thing and little things like that are like good. I'm too lazy for that stuff. Yeah. I shouldn't be, but I am. Yeah. And like where where do you think you get the mindset from? I think to be honest, from from do you think you, you do you think you're born with it, or do you think you can nurture it, or do you think you just got it? Because I think they're the three different things, isn't it? Three that people different would aspects. Think, yeah. I mean, I, I think from to answer it quite quickly, some people are naturally born with a certain way of thinking, and it can be maybe be more successful than others. But without a doubt, it is something you can learn, you can train, and, and you can build upon. And I think everybody internally will tell themselves, oh, I could never do that. And we've all been there with whatever it is. Oh, I could never lift this weight or I could never move to another country or I could never be as in as good a, sh- a shape as this person. And the only thing that stops you is you. And your self-talk, which is something I'm massive on, because you have more conversations with yourself than anyone else in your life. So I would say learn to, to get on with yourself. Like who are you as a person? Like what are you really like? And I think if you look more to getting to know you, then you can start adding in these small little details. You can't change overnight. And I think me and you speak about this a lot. And you mentioned before of like watching people like um, Rob Lipson and, and Max Junior on their journeys. They're normal guys. Mm. Anyone who you look up to now, if you, whatever industry you're in, whether it's beauty, fashion, sport, if you look at all of the top performers in your industry, Look at where they started and they were similar, if not maybe worse off than you, where you are right now. So I think you ask, with, where do I get the mindset from? And it's, well, look around you. There's evidence everywhere that whatever you think can't be done, you can, because somebody's already done it. And people leave clues behind. Look at anybody who's ever written a book. They were, there's the answers. Someone had a 30, 40, 50 year career in business. And hey, what did they do? They wrote a book that you can read in a few hours. That's a short track, a shortcut, fast track. So I think where I've got my mindset from now today and where it sits was different to last year, was different to five years ago, different to 10 years ago. But if you want to better yourself, ask yourself the kind of person you are and the kind of person you want to become and then ask what's missing, what's the gap? Okay, well, I play video games every night till two in the morning, I'm knackered. Okay, well then you've got no energy to, to better yourself play video games till 10 o'clock and say after 10, turn everything off and, and, you know, small steps, whatever it is, make those small habits and start to build on them so that you can then over time be consistent and build up to where it is. Yeah. I think the key is self-awareness, isn't it? Yeah. Like knowing yourself. 100%. Because my opinion is, say people want to go zero to a hundred and they want to go to start to the finish, don't they? It doesn't happen. Like you just said, <laughs> If you can do the small steps, you will get there, but it'll take more time. If you try and get from the bottom to the top in one go, you might do it, but you're probably going to fall back yeah. down, aren't you? So like knowing who you are as a person and then just like accepting that, isn't it? And then yeah. like you say, improving it over time. Le- lean into it. I think I was listening to a podcast yeah. the other day and it's like, I think from Stephen Barlett, who you need to listen to, legends. Mm. Tag us in a post, please, Stephen. <laughs> but it's like lean into your weirdness. Like we were talking about this before. No one is as unique as you. So it doesn't matter if we all did the same job 
and got paid the same, the way that we express ourselves is completely different. That's your setting point. That is what mm -hmm. makes people want to spend time with you is how you do yourself. So if you don't know yourself, you don't know how to project that. Mm -hmm. So like you said, know yourself, be self-aware. And then, yeah, where am I now? Where do I want to get to? Is the person sat in this chair now able to get to where that goal is? Yes. But what's the difference between that goal and right now? And then just work it out. Yeah. Be true to yourself, work it out and start picking up good habits. You know? Because there's so many businesses out there, isn't there? There's so many real estate agents in Marbella. There's so many social Millions. media people in the UK. But I always say to you, what's the one differentiating factor? Like people probably offer the same stuff that you do. People offer the same stuff I do, if not better but they go to you for you, don't they? At the moment, anyway, you know what I mean? Like, people don't even know my company business name. Like, I'm, I'm fine with that, you know what I mean? And people won't know at the moment when you've moved over. And yeah. it's like, they go to you for you and they go for, to me for me. And it's like, they say lean into it and just accept that you're you. Don't try and be somebody else because you're only yeah. going to be the second best version of them anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's like that instead of trying to reinvent the wheel and do something new, like for me, the end of the day, my actual job is exactly the same as every other agent here. A client wants to buy a house, I can fulfill that need. There's only so many ways you can actually do that. Couple, handful, I'm not going to change that. There's a process, but the way in how I interact and build and, and do that, that's unique to me. So whatever, I think, career you're in now or position you're in now or where you want to get to, you are the unique setting point. No one does you better than you. So know yourself and, and go from there. Yeah. No one can replicate that. Nah. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? I'm going to give the example of clothing brands. Yeah. Yeah. People just try and copy other people's clothing brands, styles, designs, and that kind of thing. And you think, how are you ever going to be as good as say represent? I really like represent, right? Loves it. Sponsor. <laughs> so, and I see people setting up brands all the time, the same style with like the owner's club on the back and that, and the same graphic designs. And you think you're never going to be as good as them because they've had a 10, 13 year head start and they've got crazy budgets. Why don't you just try and be your own unique yeah. thing? And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's difficult. Like I, I, I think all the time, like the videos we create, a video is a video, isn't it? Yeah. The ones we create, better than anybody else that I do I know at the moment that does the same kind of thing because it's our own style yeah. and you can you, see you, our you, style your, your personality comes across your brand comes across your interaction comes yeah. across and it's the same with you as well like anybody can sell property but people will go to you for you and they'll refer you because of you and the experience and the way they made you feel and stuff yeah. and it's just I don't know I think you, you can copy and get, get inspiration for the people, can't you? Yeah, of course. But you put and your own twist on it. You yeah. don't just copy it directly. It's, I don't and, know. And that's the thing. You can never truly copy someone or be copied because that last bit that's missing is that person's identity and their influence to it. So, mm. you know, it's the same as what I look around. There's some incredible successful agents and agencies here. So I look around to learn from them and get an experience. Okay, well, how do they do it? They're leading in terms of the marketing and the, and the, the structure okay, well, how can I do that interpret my way? Because mm. that obviously works, but how can I manifest it and, and project it properly? Yeah, you said marketing, right? So I want to discuss Big Marbella. How did you come up with the name Big Marbella? I know, but tell the people. Because this, this was 
But it actually isn't that good of a story, really, is it? But it just kind of happened. <laughs> I think where, where how you, did you name I, it? I think where you were going with that is to get yourself a big up and uh, some credit. So basically, I'll be very short and sweet because ads want some airtime. So the, the company limited name is the Berry Investment Group, and if you abbreviate it, BIG is big for those of you who can't spell. So we're on a we're on a Zoom call, chatting, going through branding and, and ideas and stuff, and I was like, yeah. Berry Investment Group big because then you can be like oh big this big whatever and you're like oh well big Marbella because you're in Marbella and it fits and I was like it's pretty cool but I think the thing was wasn't it like the hardest thing these is is finding the URL like the domain name like the www dot that's impossible and, and the social media handles yeah on like all the platforms. And we were just like, surely we can't find this. And what did we go for the Instagram first? Yeah, went, went on to Insta because we we're like, okay, Big Mar Bear, that sounds great. And then, yeah, because you're like, oh, have you not got it on for the domains? Yeah. Because yeah. I'd got the Barry Investment Group. And so we're on a call. So we looked at it on GoDaddy, but you looked at it. And I was going to buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam was there like, right, 12 quid, I'm in. And I looked at it, it was 15 quid because he was looking, so it picked up interest. I was like, right, you owe me three quid. She's clearly trying to do me over here. So then bought it. So we got the domain fine. And you like, oh, check on like Insta, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere. So you, to be fair, credit to him, his idea and grafted. Two <laughs> percent. Uh, but no, it's just unbelievable that something so simple, but actually quite effective, wasn't taken oh, anywhere. I, c- I couldn't anywhere. Be- I literally couldn't believe it. Like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. I don't know if we got Twitter. We'll have to check. We got Twitter, <laughs> even though we probably won't use I'll, it. I call Elon. He's yeah. buying a villa with me. Two hundred um, million. <laughs> but it's, it reminds me of when Tom talking about you all the time. When he set up actual candy and sour strips, it's just like two simple words. And when we search for like GoDaddy, like big Ibiza or big Dubai or big Everything London, everything was taken. taken. And like Marbella is well known, isn't it? And it's pop. It's a popular destination, Massive, yeah. especially for for prop. But even even that, though, if you heard big Marbella. And didn't know it was directly with real estate. You think, oh, is it events? Is it tours? Is it nightlife? Like, what? What is it? So it's yeah. you know. Anyway, cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take yeah. I'll take some credit for that, but yeah. it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I think like obviously. So when we last spoke, you were working for the company, weren't you? You went into business with partners, and now you by yourself, isn't it? And you come yeah. to three years, it probably be three years. Since, yeah, three years in November. Since you moved there. And one thing I want to know, and I'm tempted by, and a lot of people want to know, like, what is the lifestyle actually like in Marbella? Because routine is a big thing. And if you're in a good routine, you're more productive. I even feel like I'm in a good routine. I've been, been here two days, you know what I mean? I'm dragging but, you to a dream at eight in the morning <laughs> every day. And like, what is it actually like? Is the not a temptation with nightlife is the summer crazy is the winter off season okay or or what would you kind of say as a whole did you everything you just said there so like the, i think for me the lifestyle here from malaga coming down to marbella like every 10 15 minutes you drive either direction east to west you've got a bit of everything it's a different atmosphere different energy so you you are so spoiled for a destination that can cater for anything you want like if you want to party monday to monday all day all night like if you've got it if you want to be up in the mountain chilled having an escape doing yoga doing a retreat whatever you've got it so i think for me especially now as as a business owner and having had the last three years here i've kind of seen a balance of everything of 
going out every Thursday to Sunday, dragging myself to Monday, getting back in the routine for, for months on end and it's a fantastic time. But you soon realize that here, okay, it's not cheap to live here and everything you do comes at a cost. So, okay, if I enjoy having a party, um, my gym work is going to be pretty shit. I'm not going to be as productive. So I think the lifestyle here, you have so much choice, so much distractions and so much temptation with just, it's a great place to be. But I think having achieved it personally now, I feel like I'm very disciplined, but also I've got such freedom to enjoy what I want to do when I want to. So whether it is the nightlife or going away for the weekend in one of the resorts, the balance there now, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have my own business is so that when I get to a stage, I can control my time and spend that how I want to spend it. If I don't want to work on a Wednesday, I'll make sure that I don't have to work on the Wednesday and go somewhere. So I think the lifestyle here like offers so much to so many people, whether you want to be here for a long weekend, move over completely, have a couple of months a year, if you can work online, you've got such diversity here that I think it fits everybody. But for me, living, working, building a business, it's about having the discipline, yeah. picking the right crowds to be around. You know, my bear's big for, you know, massive business cultures, which means there's a lot of money flying around. You know, you go to the clubs, there's bottles being pulled in by you know, princes from Saudi Arabia and it's, it's a great time, but that's not always sustainable. And I think from the outside looking in, people who know Marbella or the coast, you know, it's a big party place. You come for the weekends, you spend a lot of money, you go home and, and whatever. But I think to build a lifestyle over here is massively rewarding, but you've got to have that that balance and, and be get your priorities in check. If you can get your work done and, and look after yourself and have a good group around you, it's one of the best places to be. And I've traveled all over the world with ships and, and on the cruises. And there's not another country or place right now in the world that I would compare that has so much to offer than here. So it's yeah, I think it's it's what you make of it, isn't it really? Yeah. It's like what you want like I've kind of done it both of say when I came last year for a month and then yeah you live in there, aren't you, for that yeah. month where it's different when you come for like a few nights. Yeah, come for a few there. nights. It's like boom, beach clubs, bars, yeah. restaurants, out, out. And, and yeah, that's it. Fantastic. It's not sustainable, really, no. unless you're a fucking millionaire. Animal. Yeah. <laughs> Animal of the fish. Yeah. But like, I think the, the gym scene as well is unbelievable. Like I've just been to Paddle yeah. Gym and then we just signed up to IO, haven't, haven't yeah. we? IO. And then it's like, the gym's unbelievable. Yeah. And it's like, for me, if you came over and just like literally wanted to gym, work and be healthy. Go to the beach, put your, have a dip in the sea every day. Just. Oh, sound. Yeah. It, it's. And then you can go out at like the weekend or every couple of weeks and go to like a unbelievable, like I'm not really that bothered about clubs anymore. I'm too old and I don't drink, but like go to the restaurants <laughs> and that and like yeah, a, yeah. Or a bar and just like have a chill. Have like shows, beach chill, club that, yeah. whatever like, you, yeah. Unbelievable. Exactly. And it reminds me of like Dubai because Dubai is one of the places where, and similar to Marbella, if you want to spend money, you can spend money, can't yeah. you? If you want to like live within your means and live sound, you can do it as you well, can. isn't it? And you know, you really can. Like I think with the variety the coast has now, you really, really can. So it's like, as you say, you know, it's, it's what you make of it. And I think building a lifestyle is very, very achievable and attainable where people look at it, oh, Marbella, it's so expensive, it's fancy. Yeah, it's got that. It's like anywhere. You know, any city has got its more expensive bits and, and more cheaper parts. But I think here now, having been here for three years and kind of transitioned between 
different mindsets, different focuses myself, like you've you've got that that all around balance. Mm. No, definitely. Right. Let's round this up because we need to go to yoga. Power yoga, mates. You um, love this. Power yoga. I'm going to be sweating my dish off. So where can people find you, follow you, get in contact, all that fun stuff, and who would be the right person to get in contact with you if they wanted property in Marbella? Solid. So if you reach- no, don't ask me what the fucking URL is. Again. No, I was going to say, what, what's my what's my email password, please? Been locked out so many times. It's unbelievable. No, you can find me at uh, Big Marbella on Instagram. Emails info at Big Marbella number. We'll shoot out there on the on the ads. And listen, to be quite honest, I work with anybody from any budget, looking at any area. So if you're interested in being over here to rent to live. Any aspect of my bear, we do concierge, we look at events, just get in touch, reach out. And as Ads knows, I'm always happy to host. I actually have one question for you. Go if we've got time, just to spin the rolls. Yeah, here we yeah. go. I'm well, nervous look, now. Look, look, look I'm at the change your body language. I just like, hang on, hang on. I asked the questions here. Good. Taking over. So if you, <laughs> you're so nervous. I, I actually am. If you could have a billboard <laughs> yeah. on the motorway that people drive past and they see whatever it is. You could have a if you could write anything on a billboard to your followers right now, mm-hmm. what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Well, just in general, to like kind of motivate and inspire them. Anything you um, pass on. I think it would probably be is it like limited by words or sentence? Billboards, you got the brush, paint, whatever. Something along the lines of I'm I'm trying to think of how to word it, but something along the lines of just be happy where you're at. Yeah. Like something along them lines, I'd probably have to put it into chat GBT to make it sound a bit better. But I feel like the reason something like that, I think is I'm the same is when you want to achieve something, yeah, you always strive for that next thing. When you achieve that, well, certain kind of people, then you're onto the next thing. Yeah. And then onto the next thing. And then you think, fuck I'm actually doing alright you know when you when sometimes I do self reflect not as much as I should and yeah. I look back to a year ago and I think oh I've actually made quite a bit of progress here yeah. and it was only really when I did say like numbers are a big thing for me but not like the most important thing but numbers are a sign of like progress yeah. either clients or revenue and, and, and that kind of thing and when I was recently reviewing my accounts and I think oh right yeah I've actually made quite a bit of progress here and then I think, oh, how much have I got lined up? And I'm yeah. like, I've got quite a lot lined up here. And then people always ask me as well. In fact, I may, I may, I may reword that actually. But yeah, it's it's like people always ask me, yeah, will you ever drink again? Always, favorite topic of conversation. And I'm like, I don't know. Still am. Like, there's no yes or no. But for me, when I look back in the last three years and I think, all right, yeah. I'm actually doing quite well for myself. Obviously, loads of people do way better than me, but for me, where I want to be, it's where you are. I think I'd reword it to like do what you want to do, yeah, and not what you think other people want to do. Because as soon as you do what you want to do, like you'll be a lot happier in yourself, uh, and also fulfilled as well. And also, when you start trying to impress other people, just think that they may judge you for that ten seconds, but everybody's so busy in their own lives that they don't think about you after ten seconds. Care. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, if you do something weird, they'll be like, oh my God, Adam's an absolute weirdo. But they get on with their lives and they don't think of it until the next thing. So I think it would just be like, yeah, 
just do what you want to do and just be happy where you're at. And if you're not, then put some steps, steps, in, steps in place and everybody's on their own timeline. That's the thing. And I will compare myself sometimes to other people and I think it's not, they're, they're, they're doing quite well. Yeah. I put the hell, they're making a bit of money or, or whatever. And then I think good for them. You know what I mean? And like I'm 27, you know what I mean? And I'm still young relatively. And it just, we're hanging on. Yeah. And as long as you're like being better every day or trying to be better every day on most days and it's fine. And the advice I give to people to not drink it's like, take it a day at a time. I'm not going to drink today. Not, I'm not going to drink forever. Yeah. Just forever is a long time. If you can- It's almost unattainable to just say forever today, yeah. isn't it? And it, like you were saying earlier, it's like, if you can show up on the day and be like, right, I'm going to achieve this day. But if you have a shit day and just be like, it was only one day yeah, out of three, six, five or out of however many days that we've got. And just, yeah, just, just fucking do what you want to do. Don't care what people think. And then yeah. you should be be a good person and then you'd be sound, whatever you want to do. If you want to have a job, if you want to have your business, if you just want to be a good parent, a friend, whatever. So yeah, that's going to be quite a big billboard. But I was going to say, <laughs> I've not got the budget for that bigger billboard, so we'll work on it and so, we'll get it back. So what I'd do is I'd, ask, I'd, ask, I'd input that into ChatGPT. If you don't know what that is, it's an AI tool. So I'd put, write me a billboard in probably 10 words or less using the following information, what I just said and then let it generate and probably make a few tweaks. But that's kind of the gist. Does that like make sense? It. Mate, like it. Big billboard. No, to be fair, I think better. We should just invest in a bigger billboard. We need to We need to level ourselves up. <laughs> what are you massive, talking? I said I was well, doing well, but well, maybe not. Well, I'm, 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 we were going to go to yoga. I'm going to go sell some houses now <laughs> just to get on there. I, just, but, I, uh, I need to sell my soul then. Yeah. yeah, right, everybody. Thank you very much for watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. I very enjoyed myself. If you watch on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like the video, comment your favourite part, any comments real quick. Henry, leave in the comment section below. If you listen on Apple or Spotify, make sure to follow the podcast and leave a five-star review and see you next time. Bye, 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 bye. Ciao.